Welcome to Kick the Effin' Ball Podcast, where we talk all about the big ball and the small ball. From GA to LGFA to Hurling and Camogie. Here we go! And the referee is looking around and acting of Mickey. Slobberini, Slobberini! There's men being kicked and bruised all over. Over the bell with the bear for a day. Over the bell with the bear for a day. He got a boot in the head and you're not looking at it. He got a boot! How the hell are you? You're listening to Kick the Effing Ball podcast, where we talk all about the big ball and the small ball. From GAA to LGFA to Hurling and Camogie. Anyone that doesn't know me, my name is Murph. And if you hear a bit of uh, rustling in the background of a king bag of potatoes, or you hear an old slurping a can of coke, <laughs> that is the Mr. Producer, Nathan Beaton. How the hell are you? Murph, how the hell are you? Good, good, good. Nathan. I suppose the reason a lot of people will be wondering why in the Lamb of God are these two Egypts doing a podcast on GAA? Well, they'll probably be saying, Murph might know something, but what about Nathan? Clueless. Yeah, well, yeah, we're just going gonna to educate Nathan on a lot of things uh, over the next couple of weeks. And the simple reason being is that I suppose GAA, LGFA, Hurling Camogie will be a big part of my life anyways. And to be honest, the wife is... I suppose sick of me now at this stage because every night I'm turning on YouTube to watch GA all repeats of all Iron Finals. I go on to Facebook Watch. We'll watch the LGFA, all the football games have been on it, national leagues, anything you want. And to be honest, Sharon just told me to just bring Nathan along, get him out of the house. So this is where we are now. So Nathan, actually, what is your uh, GAA background apart from? I remember one time playing a challenge match against you. <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah, above <laughs> in... Uh, where was this? I was up in Mannerings, the Port, Port Prunches and Clara. Well, it was the Battle <laughs> of Giants, is all I can remember. I was standing in the goals. Nathan, you were also standing in the goals beside me while yeah. the match was going on, considering you were playing full forward. <laughs> well, I was standing in full forward. I don't know anything about playing in full forward anyway. Um, yeah, my GA background. I was always as a young fella. Used to always go to matches with my father. Uh, just it wasn't a Clara match that I I wouldn't miss. Um, used to go to an awful lot of the off day games as well. Then especially when it started getting a bit older, and the whole social aspect of going to off day games came in. So oh, they were class crack. Oh, you couldn't beat them days. Like in fairness, you going to off day matches just because I just went for the session. Really, more than the session. Else, really, yeah. that was it. But um. Uh, yeah, up until I'd say I was about maybe 14, 15. In terms of time, I had to start paying full price to go into matches. That's kind of when I stopped going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, to be honest with you, I think like that's what I've missed so much about GA not being here for the last six months. Like It's just, for, for me personally, I would be out on the road seven days a week going to... I, any game that was in Ireland, I would I would actually travel to, and it wouldn't bother me. Doesn't matter what sport it was, whether it be hurling, camogie, give it the ladies' football, give it the men's GA. Didn't bother me. I'd be gone, and for that all just to be wiped out underneath yeah. me, you're just sitting there at home wondering, oh, there's only so much of the wife I can take here now. Like you're probably you're probably going to the stage you know for a lad that's been used to going to games on the regular. That you, if you found out there was an under eights Kamoki match oh, Dunny, in the Bohin the Donegal, you'd, you'd be gone. <laughs> you'd just see a morph shaped hole in the wall, and that's it. <laughs> the insignia would be halfway up to Donegal in 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I, I'll never, I swear to God, I will never give out about going to a junior B game again. I mean it. Like, I, I will never give out on a Sunday morning in the middle of February, minus two degrees, the pitch is on a hill, there's no nets in the goals. <laughs> and you're above in the bow end of Clonmelon looking at a match I'll and never give out about it again and chances are you're someone like the Clonmelon version of Mick Shorten chasing you up the road with, up the field with a flag man umpire man <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah them boys yeah yeah them boys but anyways apart from us all ranting and raving listen it's back it's back and I'm so excited I'm like a child on Christmas Eve waiting for Santa to come down the chimney the GA I cannot wait they came out with a roadmap during the week um, 
and all the other associations have followed where the LGFA, the Camogie, they've came along as well and have come out with their roadmap, which is absolutely unreal news. So they're all back on the inter-county train, are back on the pitch on the 19th of April. And, well, obviously, we had a couple of incidents, I suppose, <laughs> during the <laughs> last couple of weeks where lads have been training, but we won't go into that. But, listen, I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. I think it's going to be very much the same as... Last year's kind of debate where we'll probably be watching at home on the television. I don't think we're going to get crowds into the stadiums, um, which is a pity. It's a pity because, especially the older generation, they like going where they like to watch the match, head back to the pub and be their own little Joe Brodies and sit up upon the bar stool and tell you who should have done what right. But anyways, I think everyone will be in the same boat that they just can't wait to get back. Anyone that's an avid GA fan will just be totally counting... Like, I'm not going to lie. I actually have a calendar set at home for the 19th of April. I'm not, Yeah, I'm not messing. Seriously. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely cannot wait to see what... Just the scandal, just everything around GA, the championship, the buzz, the excitement, to see what is going to happen and who is going to be... I suppose, knocked off their perch. And it's going to be a straight knockout championship again this year for the Senior Men's Football Championship. Yeah. I like that. I like, I like that whole, if you win Leinster, you get to an All-Ireland semi-final. If you win Ulster, All-Ireland semi-final, Connacht, blah, 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 you know yourself. I, I don't really like the backdoor system. I understand, fair enough. I know, I think awfully won a good, <laughs> most of the All-Irelands coming through the backdoor system. But at the same time, it's nice that you know, right, okay, this is happening. It brings it brings more it brings more into it. Um It it makes teams hungrier. It makes them go out and say, Right, lads, we've only one shot to do this. Yeah. 100%. No uh, no effing up. This has to be done. We have to do it right. Go out there and basically kick the heads of them. It makes the football more attractive to watch. Oh, of course. I noticed to myself now, like as I said, I fell away from the GAA for a while. I was I went mad into my music and that was it. But I, just before the lockdowns and all this COVID started, I, I had started going back to a couple of games and I took a big interest in the championship last year. And I noticed that there was more drive, there was more ambition, there was more get up and go, our lads, because they knew we have one shot. Like, to see Tipperary winning a, a Munster championship last year was absolutely, that was fantastic. I'm sure Cavan, Cavan was the same Cavan up in Ulster as well, yeah. yeah. Like, who would have thought, if someone said to you here two years ago, Oh, Jesus Kavanagh are going to win the Ulster Championship and sure, uh, Tip will win Monster. She'd laugh at them. Yeah, it, it's, what it's, it's what it's about. The knockout system, it, it, it's a good, it's good. Well, obviously in Leinster, not so good because... Compared to Le- Le- Leinster, Leinster's been sewn up for how many years now? Yeah, yeah. It's the earlier full-blown conclusion. They might as well just tell every team, my ass stay at home by his Dublin are going to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just... But anyways, listen, a couple of the key points on the roadmap... Um, so that I copped they're after reducing the, the championship from 27 weeks to 20 so I'm assuming we're going to be going back to penalties free kicks whatever way they were doing yeah. it um, so it'll be all have to be done on the night um, the National League that's going to be back the 15th 16th of May which I'm excited about um, and the week before it, we'll have the National Hurling League, which will start the 8th and 9th of May. And at least, I suppose, when we have the National Leagues in place and um, we have the Championship Knockout, they're guaranteed, teams will be guaranteed a minimum of five games, which isn't bad considering that um, it could be a lot worse. You, you ain't trained just for one game, so that's, yeah. that's, that's quite decent. Um is it a bit of a hindrance on the club? Mm, yeah, because you kind of have to hold out until, listen, if you're in Dublin, you ain't going to be playing, realistically, you're not going to be playing your club championship football until the end of August. Well, yeah, 22nd, 22nd of August is when they reckon they're going to have the All-Ireland final. So oh, you're, yeah. probably, you're probably looking, probably going to be at least two weeks after that anyway. It's a, yeah. Again, the boys getting all rest of themselves. Oh, I'd say they're sick of drinking now at this stage, to be honest with you. Sick of which? Drinking, like... I wouldn't even. You say can only a, fill the cup so many times. Been honest. Yeah, with you. it's 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 getting a little bit boring, really, isn't it? It is. Could you imagine? Like, could you imagine 
I'll never forget when Westmead, and I was only a gossip when Westmead won the Leinster final back in 2004. Like, the pubs they never, they didn't shut Westmead for three days. Like, oh. it was like, I don't know, the Pope was after coming down all over again, except it was in Westmead. And it was just pure chaotic. Where there was lads, I'll never forget actually being on the pitch when we won the Leinster title, beating Leash two points and hopped the gate. I was nearly trampled on. Yeah. It, was, it was like a stampede. And I'm a hard man to get trampled. That's the truth. I was just thinking that. Just the yeah. poor gate having you hopping over it. Oh my God. It, <laughs> but the whole, the, the whole euphoria of um, just winning a Leinster title and going back to Greville Arms that night and the, the cup coming in, team coming in. Unbelievable crack. And I was only going, so you, you could imagine being on the beer. Yeah. Oh my God, it would have oh. just been heaven. Could you imagine just being on the beer and in general, the way things are, just, even just to sit in a pub with a pint in front of you and watch a game of football with a couple of lads and just enjoying the whole, you know, social aspect to it rather than sitting at home trying to watch a match with kids roaring and shouting at you. Yeah, it doesn't work. It no, really it doesn't, doesn't work. work. It's not possible. It, 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 that's, where, that's where the problem lies, I suppose, at this stage. But, like, the only plus side of it is that, hopefully, they will let, start letting people into stadiums. And I think it'll be... It's going to be, I suppose, a big deal. Because it hasn't been done in two years. And I think that it's valuable for... The players, intercounty players, have put so much dedication into it yeah. to have support there, even if it's their parents, their girlfriend, their wife, whatever it may be. It's that at least have some sort of support. But the only problem I can see there being is you have lads that are on county boards for years and you have X amount of tickets for a game. Because let's be real about it. I think O'Connor Power called something like it's in around 20,000 more, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something, something in around 20,000 anyway. If they have, maybe, you look, even if they have 100 people in there, who's going to get the tickets? Because I guarantee you, I'm not going to get one. No, I don't deserve one. Straight hoax, I haven't really been going to the games in the last couple of years. But there's plenty of lads, even just taking Clara alone, there's plenty of lads in the town that would give their left arm to go to watch a game of football. But Mickey, Joe, Maguire, Spears is living down the road. And he's throwing a few pounds into the club or throwing a few pounds into the county board, he's going to get a ticket. And he probably never went to a game in his life. Yeah, but Nathan, I'm going to have to. Well, I would say on that, I would. I think you could be wrong. Because I've seen even last year, a lot of the tickets um, that were for games that when you could get in, they were all done in a raffle, to be fair. And they've done their best to kind of divvy tickets out and try and give it to the. I suppose the people that had membership pay and so on, mm. and it listen it's fair, but you're going to have you're going to have that problem I suppose where people will be under severe pressure and they want to go they they really want to go and get tickets to games. To be honest with you, I'm just going to hop the wall. That's that's like I don't mind bringing a ladder. I was actually thinking, and this is, I'm not lying here. Getting a cherry picker and just driving, you know, the, you know the vans, and you yeah. have the little cherry picker in the back of it. <laughs> the DSB yokes. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking of just buying one. I seen one done the other day. It was a thousand euro. I was going to buy it, put insurance on it, tax it maybe, and go to <laughs> any part of Ireland and just literally let it up. And yeah, still got a view, and I don't have to pay. The but, day I see you putting tax on something. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. There's yeah. more chance of me winning the law now and marrying, I don't know, Victoria Beckham than there is of you actually putting tax on you. Yeah, hold on now, hold on now. That is actually quite harsh. Everything I had is, I am a legitimate gentleman. We'll say no more about that. Um, I was actually, yeah, I was thinking to myself earlier, like, Jesus, the amount of the amount of lads going out looking now to rent tractors and diggers and anything that can get them up a little bit high to see over a wall. I'd say binocular sales are going to go through the roof. Nate, I remember that. Where was I last year? I was down in some part of Roscommon, actually. And Outside your 5K? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was essential. And anyways, I was down. I don't know how I managed to come in on a match. I can't even remember who was playing it. But there was people that were coming in through the field, beside the football field, 
coming in through quads, coming. So basically, your man would stand at his own gate yeah. of his field, yeah. and he would charge people five euro to get into his field to look across <laughs> the ditch to look at the match. Uh, That's farmers. <laughs> right. We label it out. We have a lot more to talk about, anyways. Right. So, Morph, National League fixtures that have been released here during the week. Uh, we're going to have a quick look into all of them. Why not? Um, and Morph is going to tell you a little bit more about it. Yeah. So, it's actually it's quite strange to share a couple of the new rules they brought in and little bits and bobs. So. With the Hurland side of things, it they're starting on the 8th and 9th of May. And the football will start the week after with them. So, which is... F- fairly standard practice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which would be fairly standard. They reckon the National League is going to run for six weeks, which is not bad. It'll be good viewing time. Mm. Get it, hopefully... Obviously, we won't be allowed into club grounds or county grounds, whatever. So, you'd be hoping there'll be a lot of streaming services, whatever, showing the games. Even like last year, excellent idea. Westmead GA done it. I know Offaly GA done it. Mm. I think GA Go even done it, where they were streaming the games of all cross divisions. I think it was yeah, like, I, think, I, think, I think every National League game, even in, in fairness to them, most of the county boards, a lot of the club games were, yeah, were all streamed as well. So, it was great. So, the plan on the National Football League is that each division will be split up into two groups. So basically, there'll be maybe four and three in one group, or whatever it may be. And the top two out of them, in either side, will go into a semi-final and then final. Okay. Yeah, so which, listen, it'll be a bit more exciting. I think it's obviously pre- or post-COVID stuff, and I don't know. But it'll be exciting all the same, because I think it's going to mean that It'll mean a bit more because you've only maybe two games, you've only three games. Mm. If you come in the bottom of them, you go into relegation semi-final and then relegation final back into division three, back in division four or whatever division it may be if you come from division one. The problem here is they're hoping to have the National League finals on June the 18th, 19th. But the problem here is, if the team is out in a provincial decider on the weekend after these dates, the National League final will not go go ahead. So the National League final could be actually pushed out until God knows when. And if at all possible, if it's maybe the same province, it could actually do it as a double header in terms of the playing ultra championship, also a Division One League final. Yeah, so. On another side of things, on the National Hurling League, this is kind of um, a bit odd as well. So, there's going to be no final in the National League Division 1 this year. Yeah. What's the story with that? Does that not, if, if, like, the way I'm looking at it is, if there's no final, does that not kind of defeat the whole purpose of having the league champ, that, that, in the, having the Division 1? Like, what's, what's the point? You're going to have joint winners. So if you have a final, is supposed to be just picking names off the top of my head: Leitrim and Monaghan in the Division One hurling final. Well, all right, that's great, lads. Well done. You got to the final, but none of you are going to win it. I, I actually don't know. I, I'm still trying to kind of figure out on what way it's going. This, um, but the only thing on the National League hurling side of things, they're actually just going to put all. I know in Division One, they're going to put all the teams in one group. Okay. So they're going to get minimum five games anyways. Right. So realistically, pff, I would be very shocked if there wasn't one team that came out on top out of that. Anyways, like your Tipperary's or your Limericks or someone like that that won every game. So, But but even what, what I'd be thinking then is, sure, if they're not going to have the final, why bother with a semi-final? Yeah, yeah. You know tr- what I mean? Why don't they just do it on a strict league table that, this is it, lads. You win your game, you get X amount of points. You draw, X amount. You lose, you get nothing. Whoever's number one, like we'd say what they do in the Premier League, soccer, just for an example. Top of the table, lad with the most points wins. If you're two teams with the same amount of points, it goes to points difference. The goals and all that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? What's, I don't see why 
why they're using half a system. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I can get your point on that. But like, even if we have a rundown through the teams in Division 1 and Division 2 of the National Football League this year, they're split up into four, north and south. Okay. So in the north side of things, you'll have in Division 1, you'll have Armagh, Donegal, Monaghan and Tyrone. Okay, so top team, top two teams go into semi-final, okay. bottom two go into relegation semi-final. Okay. So on the south side, you'll have Curry, Roscommon, Dublin and Galway. Okay, same thing. So when it gets to the top semi-finals, A will play B from North to play South, South to play North A, top play second, first, usual shenanigans. Yeah, so you have North 1 and play South, South two, 2, yeah, and then North 2 and play South 1. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then same with the relegation side of things. Then in Division 2, same thing, on the North side of things, you'll have Mayo, Mead, Down, and my own County, Westmead. That is actually a very, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. That, but that's a very <laughs> tough group. Yeah, that's a very tough group. It's a very tough group to get points out of. Yeah. Um, on the South side of that Division 2, you'll have Clear... Cork, Leash, and Kildare, which is also a tough group. That's that's yeah. So it, it lot we, of, there's a lot of good potential games there. Yeah. Oh, a lot of good hard hitting football. There's going to be there. unbelievable it's games in it, mm. and you'll have you've only three games whether to decide whether you're playing in the Talshan Cup in 2022 because you're not running it this year again because you're going straight knockout in championships, which is okay. Yeah. But for the weaker teams, it would have been ideal to have, and then. Listen, we know about the we know about the football championship, the provincial championships. Yeah, they're going to be beginning in the first or sorry, the week after the eighteenth and nineteenth of June. Yeah, so that that will be interesting. In the hurling, the counties in Division One and Two were asked if they were happy to return the week after the April nineteenth. Imagine that. <laughs> well, are <you> happy? <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling, boys? Yeah, well, listen, the only thing, as far as I can see, is that it's all around because they're going to be playing five league games in each division. Yeah. So it's not they, they're going to obviously have that more games. And I think that's kind of why they went with a round-robin system. Yeah. Which will be interesting. I will say that. So I know awfully they're in Division 3... So the way that's working as well, I'll just give you a rundown of the north, which is Derry, Fermanagh, Longford and Cavan. So they're avoiding, they're avoiding four good teams, to be fair there. Cavan also champions last year. Yeah. Longford uh, seemed to be a bit of a bogey team for awfully over the last couple of years as well. In Division 3, they're going to, in the south side, it'll be Limerick, Wicklow, Ufalia. Ufalia. And they had the Munster champions of last year, Tipperary. Shh. Tough group. It is a tough group. So this is the thing. It's going to be so interesting this year, and it'll all be good. It'll be nearly like a championship ran in its own, um, which is going to be exciting. I, I, I just look at that group. I'd be, I'd be kind of hopeful, awfully, and maybe get second place over it. Maybe try and avoid the relegation. I reckon to beat Wicklow anyway be a good game against Limerick. I wouldn't really fancy me chances against Tip. Obviously, being monster champions, they're going to have a they're going to have a bit of a point to prove that you know we're not we're not, we're not just a, a hurling county lads. We can kick a bit of ball as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd agree with that. And to be fair, obviously because we're Midlands based, like Westmead and Awfully, I'd be ver- my heart would say I'd love to get them to see Westmead go up to Division One. Same with Awfully come up mm-hmm. from Division Three to Division Two, get into promotion, get into the mix instead of. I suppose, chasing their tails. Yeah. Listen, they're both young squads. They've both really good managers. Yeah. Uh, Jack uh, Cooney and John Mohan. John Mohan. They've, done, they've oh. been there a couple of years now. They've unbelievable experience behind both of them. So, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting to see what way that pans out. Um, just while we're on the topic of National League, I want to have a, just a quick chat about the Harlem Morph. What way are we looking for the Harlem this year? Yeah, so, with the Harlem, Nathan, we're looking at a... Well, for I suppose our own counties, yeah. uh, Westmead, I'll start off with because our dear V. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to be in Division 1. We survived by the skin of our teeth last year. Yeah, we bet Carlo in a relegation playoff final 
there's Division 1A, Division 1B. Carlow in Division 1. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, they're actually... They won Joe McDonough Cup here only... I think it was that, no, two years ago. Jesus. Yeah. They're, they're actually, yeah, no, they're decent. <laughs> that shows you how much I've been watching. I didn't even know Carlo could play Hurland. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Anyways, Westmead stead up. So that put them in Division 1A again. They're obviously going to have a... Oh, unbelievable tough group again this year. In the group of five, they've Limerick. Oh, God. They've Waterford. Ooh. Galway. Ooh. Cork. And Tipperary. And on the opposite side... Is, that it, is it bad for me to say bye-bye to Westmead already? Uh, <laughs> well, no, because to be fair, the Westmead hurlers are actually... They're actually quite decent. Now, they had a bad run of form last year. What maybe... Listen, everyone has them years. Yeah. But, like, they've went down qualifiers during the championship, put in a couple of good formers, went down. They were bet by Tipperary in a qualifier in the... Backdoor system in the round robin in the championship was it two years ago? I think so, yeah. Uh, put up a really good performance that day. So listen, they've they've a lot. The thing about Westmead hurling, there is unbelievable talent within the county coming from the likes of your Castown Gagans, your Clonkills, your Harneys, Lachlan Gales, the Ringtown out there, first yeah, Ringtown Intermediate, well. yeah. You've all these teams, mm. okay, and they're young. Like there's a young under twenty team coming. That only a couple of years ago, Beth Kilkenny in Cusick Park. Like, that was a major shock. Oh, yeah. So these kids are coming to a prime as well. In Division 1 of the Group B side, you'll have Clare, Wexford, Dublin, Leash, Kilkenny and Antrim. Ooh, that's a tough group. Yeah. So it, it, that, that will be tough. So I suppose when you, when you put it all in, in place, it's going to be interesting. It should be, yeah. There's going to be a couple of very interesting matchups. Um, in there like even I suppose like looking at hopefully you might see a repeat of last year's All-Ireland final there with Limerick and Waterford yeah yeah. do you know what Waterford have come on so much as well yeah. last year like they were just a team like that's the best thing about I know there's a back door within back door within the Hurling Championship this year and there was last year but like Waterford came in through the back door you yeah. know they were betting a Munster final <clears throat> uh, you know it's that's the whole thing it's the whole excitement about the GA. we move on and we look at we go into Division 2A yeah so that's where Ufalia Ufalia on the boys so obviously Carlo being relegated last year they're back down Division 2A they'll have Kerry they'll have Wicklow They'll have Down and Love Mead in that group. Okay. That's that's plain and simple. Same thing again. Michael Fennelly, that is in with Offley. Young manager. Listen, yeah. you, you see all the progress that Offley, like you just see, I suppose, even on the boat fundraisers that have been done in both counties. Offley reached 200,000, Westmead reached 130,000. And it's the, for the development of, I suppose, the counties and what's going to come. And it's for the future generations as well. But on that Division 2A, like... Just just looking at it yourself, like, if that was a case of, we'd say, maybe, what, when, when Joe Dooley was over, over Offaly, just looking back at that period, that's the last time I can remember Offaly being a good hurling team. Like, going up and getting a draw with Galway and Croke Park and the Leinster Championship... I never forget the sun was baiting down on top of us. We were standing in the hill, shouting and roaring, having the crack just as Joe Bergen was scoring left, right, and centre. It was great. If it was that period, I'd be looking at that group saying, "Ha we have this one." But now, just seeing the way Offaly Hurling has gone, yeah, I, I I don't know. There's a couple of there's a couple of tough challenges there. Like, yeah, you would hope to be getting the win or Carlo. You'd be hoping to get the win from Kerry. I can see maybe... But you, you have to remember though, Nathan. Carroll are coming down from Division 1. Yeah. Kerry relegated awfully from the Joe McDonough Cup. That's right, down, yeah. Down in Tralee, they were relegating back to the Christie Ring. So, listen, it's a work in progress. That's the only thing I would say. It's like everything. They'll get their time in the sun yet. And actually, speaking of that awfully in Galway game, I remember that game. 
You were at that game, weren't you? I, well, I didn't make it to the game. That's right. You didn't make it out of the big tree, didn't you? Not? I didn't make it out of the big tree. <laughs> no. No. I, that was good time stuff. It was great. But just even looking back at those days where you could go to a game, go into a pub, have a skin full of pints with some of your best buddies and head on down to Croke Park and watch a game of Harlem and watch Offfield play reasonably well. I could be wrong in saying, but I, I think that was Galway's first game in the Leinster Championship. Yeah, yeah. Am I right in saying that? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure. But I just remember the feeling. It was just pure euphoria walking out of Croke Park that day. Like anybody, look, anybody in, involved with Offaly GAA, they'll know the bowl, Alan Cronin. Alan Cronin went on that day as if Offaly were after winning an All-Ireland final. <laughs> he didn't care the fact that they went down to a replay I think it was in Port Leash a couple of weeks later and got absolutely hurled off the field. I, I'm actually afraid to look it up to see how bad they were bet that day. But just that day, that's kind of what, what GAA means to me. It's just the coming together of lads, having the crack and watching some top-class sports. But, but, but it's community and the spirit and yeah. everything around it. That's what, that's what it is. It brings it. communities together. It brings villages together. I even see my own parish in Rosemount. Yeah. Like it brings... You just see people coming out of the Deadwood yeah. when there's a match on down the park. Like You know what I mean? And L- lads, you haven't yeah. seen there. You could, be, you could be out walking the roads of the town there for every night for six weeks and you wouldn't see anyone. And as soon as... Right, lads. Clara Miners are playing Tullamore over in Tubber there in a minor semi-final and it's the place is wedged you can't get in near the place I, this it's what I love like I will never as long as I well I, I won't forget this Westmead Leinster final bet me 2015 semi-final came back outrageous comeback and I'll never forget going to that Leinster final playing Dublin so we were obviously against it but we started I was actually Don Allen, I think, or, or organised the bus that day. Sounds about right. Yeah, so he organised the back to the pub then as well to get the few pounds out of you. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, there was a lock, was not, but we started, I'll never forget that, we started drinking that morning early. Went in the Grand Hotel, got to breakfast, drank. And myself and, uh, he's probably not going to be listening to this, but the bowl, Dan Dygan, we Dan. obviously started horsing cans into us. And the bus obviously being from Westmead wouldn't let us off in Crow Park so we decided we'd go to uh, the big or the big tree mm. and let's just say how I got from the big tree to Crow Park I still don't know do you want me to tell you how you mm. got from the big tree to Crow Park mm, no I can tell you because I seen the video it was yourself and Niall Mackey sitting in the back of a rickshaw Oh, it was, yeah. It was. Were. And I could just see, you got one glimpse of the poor devil that was cycling. You could got one glimpse of his face. And the look of pure pain was unnatural. Having to pull you in a rickshaw and for my Mackie sitting beside you. <laughs> and to make it worse, when I got into there, myself and Dan were beside each other in, in Crow Park, sitting in seats, surrounded by Dublin fans. Yeah. <laughs> and let's just say it was time for a snooze. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, so I genuinely cannot remember the first half. That I fell asleep for 30 minutes. I was woke up. Sorry, 35 minutes. I was woke up and I brought Ladder there, myself and Dan, straight to the bar at halftime. Didn't bother going back in for the second half. So I spent 50 euro on a ticket for absolutely no reason just to have a half an hour nap. Dear, come here to sleep is important. So, so <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Not when yeah. you're after trekking the whole way from Rosemount up to up to Dublin to have a look at that Leinster final. But it was good. It was good. It was good. Them days were. It was the dearest sleep you ever had. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what way do you think you yourself now that would be more GAA um, minded and you know able to see things kind of. On a broader spectrum than I would. I look at, look, the team is good, the team is bad. Not in them exact words, but the team is good, the team is bad. You that actually, you know, can look at progress teams have been making. In your opinion, what do you reckon of awfully far that division? What way do you think they're going to pan out? Yeah, I think actually, believe it or not, awfully won't be. Depends on how they hit the ground running, being honest with you, Nathan. Depends on which awfully team turns up, basically. Mm. Yeah, but see, they've been putting like they had a huge like they won the Kyo Cup last year, if you remember correctly. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they won the Kyo Cup. Um, 
Um, they kind of had a mixed campaign. Uh, they were betting a semi-final final to Christy Ring, if I can remember. Yeah, know? yeah, they were betting a semi-final. They were bet by down, up, up. I think it was actually up in down. Um, they were bet three two on penalties, actually. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, this going remember on, that. yeah. I remember listening to one on the radio saying, ah, Jesus Christ, down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but listen, all in all, you know what I mean? If things go well, I'd like, listen, I'd like to see actually Awfully Hurling come back and be where it was, you know, well, we, we'll, I don't know if we'll ever have it back and have the crack when they were winning the All-Irelands. Yeah. But even to get back up playing Leicester Championship football, get up to the high standard, Joe McDonough, Joe McDonough Cup, have a crack at that, see how to get on there. It, it will be interesting. I just find it hard to look at a Leinster Hurling Championship. Like when you look at Offaly, like you had the likes of Burr winning All-Ireland club titles, you had... Uh, Kulderi are doing well in Leinster you had Cormac Kalahi got to uh, they got to an All-Ireland final here a couple of years ago and then off themselves like throughout the 90s you know playing well in, throughout the 90s early 90s just to see them going down to Christy Ring it, it, it's kind of heartbreaking when you think about it like it is it is but listen that's the joys of sport well that's it look. you're going to have winners you're going to have losers yeah it happens um, but listen what we do is maybe next week we look at the ladies football national leagues and yeah. the Camogie national leagues. Camogie as well, yeah. yeah, and we'll go through their their I suppose Westmead's obviously group yeah. and Offaly's group in both codes. Yeah, and we can we'll have a chat on that. We'll um we'll take a short break. Okay, you're very welcome back. Um, Murph, you have been on kind of both sides of the fence in terms of club and county. Um, I believe you're over Longford Ladies this year, is that right? Longford Minor Ladies. Longford Minor Ladies, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, and then you've also, you've been with te- teams like Sarsfields, you've been with Athlone Ladies, you've been with, um, do you have somebody else, isn't there? What else have you been with? I've been with, yeah, I've been with a few. I've you've been, been with a couple of ladies football is kind of your team. Yeah, predominantly, anyway, yeah. predominantly, that's where you've been. Um, but you're also, you were a selector on the Longford Seniors here, was it last year or the year before? Uh, two years ago Two, two years ago yeah. Yourself you were with the Grey Hand of Jordan Yeah I was yeah. So look You've seen it On both sides So looking at the, the The way the GAA Are trying to bring back The championships this year In relation to Running off the club Or running off the county Before they do the club Implications that are there That you know Obviously clubs can't do Certain things Because The county is doing well, or the county's not doing well, so the club gets to go a little bit earlier. Just what's your what's your thoughts on that? Like, what what do you think that should be done? What shouldn't be done? Well, listen, this this is going to be, I suppose, a hard place to call because county is going to be the first preference this year. We're kind of we're we're okay in the terms of. That because it's straight knockout, I suppose, in the football anyways, in championship, realistically, I find it very hard to see Westmead or Offaly win a Leinster title and getting to, I suppose, an All-Ireland semi-final into the latter stage of championship. So that should give, I suppose, an earlier championship window, club championship window, for, I suppose, both Offaly and Westmead. So am I right in saying that if Offaly... So if after you get knocked out in the first round, then literally the following week or two, the club championship is able to start. Depending on the county boards, yeah. Depending yeah. on county I think boards. the clubs are allowed back in, is it May? Sometime in May the clubs are allowed back to train? Yeah, that, yeah that'll be the seniors. Seniors, Se- yeah. Senior clubs will be allowed back yeah, in training. Under, all the under-18s the under are allowed, I think they're allowed non-contact training from the 26th of April or something like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, in pods of 15, yeah. We'll, yeah. They'll be allowed back. And you know what? It's going to be so good for kids to get back out onto the pitch. Like, yeah. It's it's nearly a year yeah. for kids um, that haven't got no sport, no football, no not, yeah. and they love like. Listen, I know myself. If I'm missing it, like what are the kids missing? Yeah. The friendships, the socialising, you know, getting to go down to meet their buddy Sean or meet their buddy Mick, or whatever it may yeah. be, to kick a football. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's needed at yeah. the minute, and it'll be good. It'll. I suppose drive things on as well for the clubs as well. See the kids back out. Courses yeah. will come out of the woodwork. Get involved with the clubs. Yeah, but even I see I seen it in work myself. My boss is a. I'd say you could probably say he's a bit of a stalwart in Tullamore GAA. 
he's uh, he was over the under 15s with Tullamore last year and like they were going well they were up to a county semi-final like the whole thing was just pulled but they were allowed to train the games were stopped but they were allowed to train and he was saying that he was even getting texts off parents in December kind of you know middle of December where you wouldn't even consider going to a GA field to kick a, kick a ball yeah, you know yeah. the kids the boys want to know is there any chance they can go and do a little bit of training or how will we fix or a little bit of training he said that just the kids the young lads were just they just wanted to go out and kick ball that's all but but that's what it, that's what it's all about and to be fair because of Covid as well um, the good thing that I, I feel has come out of it is that the Kellogg's cool camps, yeah, they'll all be ran again. Like they were ran smoothly last year, it was really went on. There was like the funny thing, Nate, and I don't know if you know this, but there's zero point one percent COVID cases has come from outdoor sports. Wow! But yet they're still holding holding all GA, LGFA Camogie back. Yeah, that's that's where the problem is. Let the kids out. Let let anyone that wants to go on the pitch, let them out. Yeah. Play a bit of sport. Regardless, like we can set up... Kellogg's school camps last year. I've heard of no cases. No. And you were, I, you were, you were highly involved in the Kellogg's. It, it was ran smoothly. Yeah. And that comes down to, obviously, mm, serious organisation from Leinster GA down to the games managers, mm. whatever it may like be. Just, just give people a little bit of context here as someone, people that might not know. Your your job title with I I work at Westmead GA, so I'm just a yeah. schools coach. That's that's basically what I do. I'm doing it for four years. And then during the summer, then you're obviously oh yeah, we do yeah. I work in the cool camps and stuff yeah. like that. But as you were raging, you thought you were going to get free cereal because it was sponsored by Kellogg's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but on that note, like the best thing about it, even last year, I know because of COVID, was camps were back in places like. For my own club, Rosemount, mm. they had a cool camp last year for the kids in Rosemount. Like yeah. There hasn't been a cool camp in Rosemount. I'd say in seven, eight, when I was going. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it that's the last time I remember sure, being talking to go to ten or twelve years. Yeah, that's that's the last time I remember being there. Yeah. And they had it there last year. There were seventy kids from Rosemount and around the surrounding areas. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mostly, they're always going into moat, and it's good to see the little rural clubs. Yeah, having that and pushing it on. But you see, there's us coming from kind of two different ends of the spectrum as well. Because obviously, like I grew up in Clara, I was lucky enough. I grew up in Marion Square, which was right beside the pitch, and every god given minute where there wasn't lashing rain, you were out playing football. Or you're out kicking and kicking some sort of a ball or hitting some sort of a ball. You were out in the field all the time. But even before You never improved though. Never improved, I'm still useless. Yeah. But even before the likes of uh we'd say Leinster GAA came in with their with their camps, I think oh I can't even remember what it was called. But the GAA and Clara used to run their own summer camp. Mm. And it was all you know, you got a couple of girls off the I don't think, don't think there was ladies' football team at the time. But there was a couple of girls used to come in and coach us a little bit, and then you had a couple of lads who come in and coach you, and then you got the county star, whoever it was was playing for Offaly from Clara that year, come in for ten minutes and tell you football's great, lads, keep at it. I'm gone, good luck. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that sort of way. But then I remember someone the, the Leinster GA came in and took it over, and obviously it was more structured, it was better. You got your free slitter and grip, or you got your free football or something like that, and you had. A county star from a different town. I remember Vinny Claffey coming in one day. I'm sure everyone was delighted. Vinny Claffey was the man at the time, you know what I mean? Great footballer. But, um, yeah, like you were saying, Rosemont haven't had a camp in so long. To see that coming back into the rural communities, you might have a young lad in Rosemont that never kicked a football. But because there's a summer camp and all his friends are going, Asher Jesus, I'll go. I'll give it a go. Sure, it's something to be at. And sure, you could have found Westmead's biggest star there straight away. Yeah, well, listen, I'm just going to say, Nathan, I went religiously to them camps every year. Yeah, me too. And I'm pretty sure I was in next, Westmead's next big thing. Well, no. You, you, well, I was. I was. I was on national TV wearing Lycra. That was about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see that again. <laughs> and I definitely don't anyway. <laughs> but, um... 
getting back to it anyway, the whole, you know, club versus county, you know what I mean? Yourself personally, if you were told, top man in the GA rings you, Murph, here's the story. What are we going to go first? Are we going to go club or are we going to go county? What do you think? Listen, I can't see you. They ran it last year and the club was played first and then county came afterwards. And I didn't see a problem in that. And I think it's a long year. Yeah. It's a long year. Hopefully, obviously, they'll bring in the league into the both counties and... Obviously, if they come up with some rule that you can play the league and not have your county players, stuff like that, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but if there isn't, it's a long year. And to be honest with you, there's probably not going to be challenge games either. No, I can't see it. So you're going to be left to train. Like, it'll be great to be back, but it's a long wait if you have to wait till July or August to play the first round championship. Yeah. And most likely, because of a short window, they're probably going to be played in, you know, some sort of format like to have that they were played in 2020 mm. so you're going to only going to get maybe two games three games and it could be out yeah so it's, it, it's a long year to put in the hard ground for that yeah very true anyway we're going to have to see how things go swiftly moving on welcome back alright over the next couple of weeks we decided we're going to do our own early predictions so we've envelopes here ready to go and we're going to put them away in a safe place, which will probably be in Nathan's... Underpants drawer. Yeah, underpants drawer. <laughs> okay. Um, and what we're going to do is each week, we're going to predict two predictions for the GA, for the Hurling, for the ladies football, and for the Camogie. So who is going to win? Obviously, we'll go with the Provincials, right? So we pick... Leinster, Munster, Connacht, Ulster. That's the then, province's more good yeah. man. <laughs> and then we're going to go into the winner of the All-Ireland. Very, very simple. And then what I'm going to ask you is your head and your heart. Okay. Is that fair enough? That's fair enough, yeah. Right, so do you want to shout out your team? So we go Leinster, what do you have? Do you really have to ask that no, question? No, I don't. In fairness, I don't. Like it's, no. um, <laughs> even me, as a lad that's not... Looking at it too much, you know, in comparison to yourself, you can't argue with Dublin. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But while I have you, while we're on the subject of Leinster, if there was somebody to do it, who would you be looking at? Ooh, um, that's a good question, Nathan. I would... We'd say, who's your second best team in Leinster? So it'd be your... It's- well, it's a toss-up, like, because once you take Dublin out of it, it's actually quite competitive. Exactly, yeah. You have Mead, Kildare, Leash, Westmead, Awfully. Yeah. You do, but you do. It's, it's quite competitive. Mm. Listen, I would go with, if taking Dublin out of it, I would like to see, obviously, Mead, Westmead. Yeah. What do you have, Nathan, for your Connacht? Well, Connacht was a bit of a... I, I genuinely had to look at it because, in fairness, I didn't think Connacht was as competitive as I thought it was. But then when you look at... Like, Roscommon are actually pretty, coming pretty good lately. Uh, you can't really look past Mayo, even though I know they've had a couple of lads retire and things like that. But it's, it's still hard to look past Mayo. And you've Galway there as well. Like, last year's Connacht final between Galway and Mayo... It was a great game of football. Now, I know Mayo won, so I don't want to say I'm going to pick Mayo for Connacht simply because, you know, and then just picking the team that won it last year. So, look, for my pick for Connacht, I'm actually after going with Galway. Yeah, good pick. Just to be a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, good because pick. Because from what I can remember from last year's game, it was actually a fairly close game. Yeah. It was a good game. So... Yeah, I'm 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 going to go with I'm going to go with Galway for Connacht. And let's move up north, Ulster. What do we have? I like Donegal. <laughs> now I know. So anyone who just noticed, I know why Nathan likes Donegal, ah, and the reason on. being, anyone that knows Nathan will agree with me in this. 
Nathan would be an avid food man and the only Fierce. reason he picked Donegal I can guarantee you when he's seen this was because of Hillbilly's chicken above in Donegal in Letterkenny Town High am I right? <laughs> yeah. yeah I knew I was I knew I was 100% right when I seen this oh, I knew man. it was that but same thing again just going to slip a little side note in there Jamie Murray's right it didn't take that long before we started talking about no, food no it didn't no it didn't <laughs> but on that Ulster that is the toughest province going. Like it's there's crazy, so like. there's so many. There's so many. You can have Tyrone, you have the likes of Cavan that won it last Cavan year. Won it last year. Monaghan. Go- yeah, Monaghan, Donegal. Down. Yeah. Derry. Derry. I know Antrim are in the background. They're either there, they're about like. They'll never, they'll never, <laughs> they'll never make no, it. They'll probably never make it. But saying that, it'll be interesting. It's literally, it's hard, even if you study forms and teams and things like that, it's hard to just say, based on whatever, I'm going to pick a team. I literally just looked at Tony Gall and I was like, let's have a feeling. Okay. Would the feeling be, <laughs> I'd love to go for a hillbilly chicken? The feeling is, I'd love to go for a hillbilly chicken. I'd safely say, it's been two years since I've had it last. <laughs> and like people say KFC is there as well. It's not. <laughs> it's right. just not we're gonna, Anyway We're going to keep going Get back to the football <laughs> Munster Another interesting province For many years It has been The battle of Kerry Cork Kerry most of the time Cork could mm. sneak in Yeah Get a Munster title Back in the 90s Claire done one So on But Last year Tipperary came Like a phoenix rose From the ashes Oh Jesus yeah like 60 plus years so Something like that I'm not too sure I though. think I think It was crazy But anyways David Powered Man is managing Tipperary Unbelievable job And apparently He's a shrewd character mm. So Listen it, it, it It's great to see It's great to see Another county Winning something That's not just the same It's all Look that's the case With everything It's always nice to see Another team That hasn't necessarily Done well to be winning something. You know what I mean? Like, to see Forban, to see Forban winning an off championship, like, that's great. That was brilliant. Just something different. But look, getting back to Munster, anyway, um, I was really impressed with Tipperary last year. Really, really impressed with Tip. But at the same time, you can never write the kingdom off. Kerry are always going to be there, thereabouts. So... I'm probably going to have to go with Kerry for my monster pick. Yeah, well, listen, yeah. I know you're going to disagree with me. No, no, I'm not going to disagree. I just think that, um, especially in last year's form, that Kerry just, I don't know what kind of, what game they're, game plan they're trying to produce against Cork. It didn't work. But the quality in Kerry is, it is next to none. Like, and the, the traditional footballers, the style of play, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But it will be interesting to see how it fares out. Um, you have three teams there now in the mix. Kerry, yeah. Cork, Tipperary. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. So it's going to be interesting. Should be interesting to see, yeah. Um, before we move on to our and prediction, Murph, uh, we're going to get your predictions off you. Oh, I'm, I'm Leinster? Sure. We're going to start yeah, with Leinster? Yeah, we go Leinster. No, yeah. it's Dublin. Yeah, it's Dublin Dublin's all day long. And yourself for Connacht, what's your feelings of Connacht? I'm going to go uh, offset. I'm going to go Roscommon, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Roscommon. Any particular reason why? No, no. But listen, they're a good team. They're, mm. they're, they're a really good team. Um, and they're a young team. Yeah, very young team. Um, and they've had success in the last couple of years with Connacht titles. Yeah. So, especially straight knockout, it becomes... More it, ch- it changes yeah, everything, oh, it does, doesn't it? It really does. does. Like it's so you're going to go Roscommon. Okay, uh, let me see. Where are we going next? We will go up to the province of Ulster. Ulster. This is such a tough one. It's impossible, isn't it? <laughs> like I am really going to go left field here altogether, and it's just really because ever since I was a child, I just love Armagh. I don't yeah. know why. I've always loved. Yeah. I, I actually, believe it or not, I have a jersey at home from the 2002 All-Ireland Final. Armagh jersey. Yeah. With all the signatures on it. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. It is, That's it, right. It's out in the father's shed, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Framed and everything. Correct. Correct. I'm right. I don't know why I left it out in the shed, but it's there. Well, in fairness, I think that section of the shed, you were trying to turn it into a like a GAA memorial room. Well, not memorial. Like, like the I, Rosemont GAA Museum. 
Correct. It's a terrible museum. It only has one jersey hung up. <laughs> We're moving on. Monster, what do you reckon? Ooh, Monster. Listen, it's hard look past Kerry as well. Yeah. To be honest, I'm going to say Kerry. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to go with Kerry. I don't think they'll get caught twice. No, but even looking at uh, looking at the Kerry team that played in uh, all Ireland final against Dublin here was what was that about two or three years ago? In the last couple of years, they were a very young team. And they were a very strong team. I, I I think they probably had the bait in the Dublin that day. Just things obviously didn't go as they were supposed to go. But yeah, I, I'm just hard look past Kerry, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Right. The big one. Oh, this is. Uh, I have a feeling this is the first time me and you will properly agree on something. Yeah, it it is <laughs> like to be. Let's call a spade a spade. It's it's going to be very hard. Yeah, very it's going hard. to be very hard to look past them yet again, unless the likes of Mayo, Kerry, Tyrone, come and put in an unnatural shift yeah. this season. And yes, it'll be more exciting because it's going. I just I know it sounds so bad, but once it gets to All Ireland semi final, All Ireland final, and Dubliner Center. I nearly kind of lose interest because you kind of know. Yeah, it's like a it's a pure anticlimax, really. Oh, it's 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 ter- It's just. But saying that, you have to credit them for what they've done. You cannot take away six in a row. It's never been done. Five in a row has never been done. Are they going to go for? They're probably going to go for seven this year. Yo, Let's be 100%. real. I honestly cannot see any team in this country beating Dublin. I'd actually push to say, if you took the best footballers. From the count from the best footballer in you know outside of Dublin, if you took every single one of the best footballers outside of Dublin, put them on a team and say, "Here you go, go for it, see what happens." I still think Dublin will win. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd often have them talk to myself. No, I'm not in this. I'm not in the, of the opinion that Dublin should be split in two. That's let, that, let, that's that that's for that's a, a conversation for a completely other day. Let's go head. What's your head saying? Dublin. Heart. Mayo. Oh, yeah. I, 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 the only reason I'm saying Mayo, like I know, look, I picked Connacht for me. I picked Galway for me. Connacht, I'd love to see Mayo win an All-Ireland final. Just to see if the curse is true. <laughs> That's simply the only reason. I'd love to see Mayo. And in fairness, look, they've gotten to a good, good few finals in the last couple of years. They're due one. They deserve one. Probably not going to happen. So, head is Dublin. Heart, Mayo. Yeah. I'm probably after contradicting the hell out of myself at this stage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, listen, we're, you're, it's only week one. We're trying to educate you here. Educate you. Educate But anyways, my heart, I'm going to... Head is Dublin. My heart, I'm going to go with Tyrone. Right. New management. Brian Duker, he's in. So that's why I'm going. Hmm. Uh, what the, Actually, what, what are we talking about, Tyrone? Mickey Hart going to long, going to Longford. I was going to say Longford. Mickey Hart going to Loud. Yeah. What's the crack with that? You tell me. I'm not above in Loud. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. I really wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting move. Um, and I would make it. He's taken over the under twenties as well in Loud. Oh, so right. he's not just doing the seniors. He's doing the under twenties as well. So they're but, obviously trying to put some yeah, something into yeah, development. So, yeah, development. Um. Louder doing massive money at the minute, massive fundraising and stuff like that. So was it was it loud that we're doing a raffle for a house or something like that? Yeah, not that yeah. long ago, crazy. Like that's uh, where where are they getting the money to buy these houses? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. But if anyone wants to give me a house, uh, me too. I'd gladly yeah, take one off yeah, it. No problem. Or even if anyone just wants to sponsor the podcast, no bother at all, lads. We will take your money. No hassle. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to leave it there yet again. Thanks for listening to. Kick the F and Ball podcast, where we'll talk all about the big ball and the small ball. Okay, make sure to tune in next week. We'll have our first special guest on. Really looking forward to it. Can't say very little yet, because we have to tell him he's doing it. He's going to get the phone call now, any minute. <laughs> okay, we'll see you all next week. Don't forget, Facebook, like, share, comment. Tell your friends about us. We're a nice bunch of guys. We'll see you next week. Good luck. We'll talk soon. <laughs>